Friends, and welcome to the Secret Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, just by going to serviceofchange.com and click on the big red button that says Get My Free Ebook. I changed it up a little bit, uh, a new format for you to uh, access the book. But a lot of good stuff on there. I really encourage you to check it out. What I'm going to talk about tonight ties into everything I've been saying for I don't know how long now, at least three years that I've been talking about this stuff publicly. But I have a a feeling of a sense of, I guess, vindication. Um, And I'm so excited about it that I'm almost angry because I can't, I just can't get the information out fast enough. Uh, And I I wish, I wish that I had a bigger platform to, uh, to spread this this information and, and what it means. And I'm piggybacking, I'm just actually talking about um, some research that just, not, I don't know if it just came out, but that came out of the Institute of Heart Math, something called social coherence. Now, if you've been following my work and what, I'm ta- what I've been talking about, uh, you know, I- I'm saying that we have an energy output through our bodies generated from our heart. And that energy is a that energetic field that comes out is able to be manipulated. It's able to be accessed. It's able to be perceived by human beings. Now, I came into this information completely on my own, based on my own experiences in life, and that's why I'm so excited about this because it's like, well, I've experienced this stuff that is kind of cuckoo. People are never going to really believe me that I'm feeling someone else's feelings or I can feel the energy in a room. But that's what I've been experiencing pretty much my whole life. It's only gotten more intense as, uh, as you know, I've gotten older and kind of opened up to it. Um, but now there's a study that's gone public that has validation that this is an exactly a real event. And I want to talk about exactly what that means. And I know I may be kind of bouncing all over the place right now just because there's just so much I want to talk about. And I just want to scream about this. Let me take a step back <clears throat> and... Um, and just kind of, I guess, ground myself here in this. Um, again, those of you listening to the show, you know, whether it's through YouTube, SoundCloud, or on iTunes, you know, uh, I like to share a lot of my own personal events and encounters that I've had. I've been dealing with this stuff for a long time, but I guess my turning point in this journey was when my I watched my father die of cancer. <clears throat> and that, for me, that's when the gloves came off. And... So often, I want to sit here and do an angry show. Right now, I want to do an angry show. I want to say to you the popular term that was made, you know, uh, popular by another local radio show that comes from one of the popular Terminator movies. If you're listening to this, 
you are the resistance. I'm going to use that term right now. If you're listening to this or if you're watching this on YouTube, you are the resistance. But I'm going to put a different spin on that because we hear resistance and that adrenaline spikes a little bit. And a little bit of excitement, a little bit of fear comes into mind because we automatically start thinking, I got to get my guns and I got to get ready to fight the enemy and go after the bad guy. But that is not the route that we have to go. Now, I'm a former soldier. I'm a former cop. I've said it before. I have those instincts. When you watch the news and you see all this crap that's going on in the world, one of the first things that goes through my head is, well, all right, let's just fight it out. Here we go. But what I've learned, the reason why I left that line of work is because it doesn't work. I'm not saying you won't get short-term results, that you won't enact some sort of change. But when you take violent action, angry action, negative action against someone else, against another life, it's going to come back. Maybe not directly at you, but it's going to have a negative ripple effect. If you kill somebody, they have family. It's going to negatively impact their family. Okay, If you hurt somebody, they may want revenge. They may have all these other negative effects that go out and influence society with that negativity. But let's, do, let's do an experiment here. And I still feel like I'm going faster than I really want to go. And I'll get into the social coherence stuff in a minute. But I want to talk about what is our normal reaction. And I'm going to have some links at servicetochange.com to explaining the social coherence video and some of the other podcasts that I've done talking about this this year, a couple months ago. I did one called The Trump Effect. And when you listen to it, you're going to say, wow, Dennis, that's exactly what you were talking about. And there's another one I just did on energy vampires. Okay, This stuff all ties in. This is an important show. So if you're listening, I want you to stop what you're doing for a minute and pay attention. If you're driving, don't stop driving, obviously. Don't close your eyes if I say close your eyes. But uh, I want those of you that are sitting there, I want you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to picture what's wrong with this world. And I want you to picture one specific problem that just pisses you off. Is it the wars that have been going on? Is it the corruption in our education system? Is it the corrupt government? Is it the, the financial system in the United States? Is it the children who are exploited throughout the entire world? World hunger. Pick, pick one. Climate change. Pick something that's pretty bad that makes you angry. Now imagine you and your group. And I don't want you to just think of random strangers. I want you to imagine people you know who will stand shoulder to shoulder with you on the line because we have found the group of individuals who have caused that direct problem and you have an opportunity to go get them with force. I want you to really imagine that. Okay? You're with your you're with your team and they're all people from your life, people you know, it could be your parents, it could be your brothers and your sisters, your son or your daughter, your neighbor, your best friend, a colleague, someone you care about, not just a random stranger. And you're all together and you find this enemy that's causing this problem. And you're going to make the world right because you are going to engage them in battle and you're going to take them out. So you and your group approach the other organization and the bullets 
start flying. And everybody's shooting and everybody's fighting. And you get so close, now it's down to hand-to-hand combat. And you're just beating the crap out of each other. And you're trying to... I'm sorry for being morbid, but you're trying to kill the enemy with your bare hands. Because once they're done, that's the resistance. That's the revolution. Right? You're going to fix the problem in the world that they're causing by taking them out. They're gone. The battle's over. You've won. And you look around and you realize that of that group of people that you envisioned, three of them are dead. And two are seriously injured. I want you to picture three people that you know in a battle that you just lost in a horrific way. And I'm sorry for being morbid, but I promise I have a point for all this, so please stick with me. So your problem has been solved. You have violently killed the opposition. And your friends have died in the process. Now you may say, okay, well it was worth it. Now, is that problem gone forever? Or, will someone else step in and try to pick back up where that last organization left off? Or, do you now have to devote your own resources that are now depleted because your social group, you've lost some people. Do you have to devote your own resources to police that area, that market, that whatever it is, to make sure nobody else comes in there. So you have all that stress and anxiety because now other, the bad guys, the other bad guys out there see an opportunity. So you have all this stress and anxiety and the resources, and you're already depleted, going into this fight. Even though you won the battle, you need to now maintain that security. It's exhausting. How do you feel? Let me, let me ask you that. How do you feel right now? You've lost people you care about. And now you still have to maintain this semi-police state to enforce what you just violently enacted, what you just violently fixed. Now, the thought of that instant, I'm going to get my revenge, or I'm going to win this fight, and let me give you some motivating words, it's exciting. It's a rush when you think about it up front. But when it happens... It's a lot different. And I'm talking about this because the rhetoric in this world today is pushing people toward that. I've been in that line of work. I understand it. I understand that mindset. I will use force to protect against force. But what if there was another way where we never have to get to that? Where you could enact the change that you wanted. And when your quote-unquote battle is over. Everybody is there. And everybody's happy. And you can take your children out to dinner. And spend an afternoon with somebody you love. And everybody's just happy. I want you now to picture the last time you did something that you were really happy about, that you enjoyed with other people, those same people that would have been fighting shoulder to shoulder with you. Imagine that moment, whether it was a vacation you took, whether it was just a fun night out, I want you to think about that moment with that group of people. 
which which of those two moments the battle with the death and the fighting that resulted in victory would you rather that moment or would you rather that fun memory you have to happen again and more often which one would you prefer which consequence would you prefer from each of those possibilities now I ask that question because what I'm talking about in my books and what I have been reading through the Institute of HeartMath and many other sources, but HeartMath is doing an amazing job of presenting this information now. That's why I feel like I need to get mine out really fast because it's, it's so relevant to what they're saying. They are showing that this is possible. This type of change is possible. I did another show called The Maharishi Effect. You can find it on the YouTube channel. I don't know that it's up on my iTunes or my SoundCloud, but you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on servicechange.com. It'll be in the show notes for this episode. The Maharishi effect basically showed that a very small group of people can meditate and affect the climate, the emotional climate or the, the level of violence and crime in a particular area. Go listen to that episode. I cover the statistics and they're based on that study. I don't remember the numbers right now, but it's measurable. They did this experiment several times that through meditation they can influence basically positive change in this world. Why isn't this happening? Instead, we get all this crap and garbage on the media, on the TV. You get your head filled with stuff. You watch these stupid political debates with Hillary and Trump and everybody fighting over everybody. And when I finish explaining this episode, you're going to understand why. Because they want you in that state of aggression, of fear, and of panic. Now listen, the social coherence with the Institute of HeartMath, and forgive me, I'm going to be referring to my notes here. It's just a four-minute video that they put out, but they explain it so well. And again... I know I'm all over the place. I've experienced this. This is something that I felt on my own. And this is how I my this is what drives my research. And, and you know, I've heard David Icke talk about pretty much the same process as well. I have an experience and I I try to understand that experience. I draw my own conclusions saying, okay, here's what I'm feeling. I think there's some kind of you know, I'm picking up on people's feelings. So their feelings must be out there somewhere in my immediate surroundings for me to be able to hone in and feel them. There has to be a field that's being produced that I'm able to access, that everyone's able to access, like the Wi-Fi Internet. That was my theory that I came up with just on my, just based on my own experiences in life. Not that I'm anything special. I'm one in a million plus people who have drawn that same conclusion. But when I speak to somebody that has never thought about this possibility before, it's, dude, you're nuts. I'm excited because we now have science behind it. We now have a stronger platform to stand on. Not that I care what some debunker is going to say, but again, this is the revolution. This is change. You want to make a difference in this world? Pay attention to this podcast and share it with everybody you know. Social coherence. Heart math has already shown that there is an electromagnetic field that is generated from your heart. That field is out there surrounding you in your environment. And they call it, let's see, they say it's your thoughts and your feelings and and they call it your energetic field environment. And they say we're all connected to this energetic field, feeding into it and interacting with it, absorbing it. 
talk to any empath. You walk into a room that's crowded, it's overwhelming. And my, my expression is, this room feels heavy if there's a lot of negativity going on in there. It's just a heavy presence, a heavy feeling in that room when it's, when it's too much for me. Okay? So they talked about with social coherence, they're talking about heart coherence. And what that is, is through that electromagnetic field, they say heart coherence is when your heart, your mind, your emotions, and your uh, physical, I can't remember what I'm writing, your physical symptoms uh, are in sync. They're resonating in cooperative alignment. Okay, so body, mind, spirit basically is all in sync. And if, you, if you've ever meditated, if you've ever even done yoga, it's, I, would, I would think it's a similar feeling or sensation. I know for me it is when I'm able to tap into this stuff. I kind of get everything centered, uh, you know, and I'm just total focused on that piece. Well, they've, they have found a way to enact this state, and they teach it, is what they're saying in this, in this video. I'm gonna, and I have to look into that, how they're teaching. They say they have an online e-course. So if, if I can find the e-course, I'm going to have it in the show notes at servicetochange.com, a link to this episode. So look for it. Um, they did an experiment, and they took four people. And they put them, and I'm going to try to have a video or a clip of the video up, uh, you know, on the on the secret video cast on YouTube. But they took four people, and they put them at a card table. Three people were trained in the social coherence and the heart coherence. One person was not. And those three people sitting at the table synced up. They put themselves in this energetic state. And what they found was that Shortly thereafter, the fourth person, who had no idea what they were doing, they didn't, they didn't know about social coherence, they didn't know that this is what was happening, that fourth person's uh, measurement, output, energetic output, heart rate, you know, all the things that they measure, synced up with the other three people. Let me put that in layman's terms. Three people influence the thoughts and the emotions of a fourth person sitting at the table. They influence that person's mood. You want to talk about, not quote-unquote mind control, but you want to talk about the ability to influence other people's thoughts and behaviors and activities? You want to talk about a mob mentality? Are you starting to see what's happening here in this world? I said it during the Trump effect. I now have even more bang for my buck, more of a platform to stand on, more evidence showing this. Okay, now this is a positive thing. This is a great thing. They said they replicated this experiment 10 times, and every time they saw the same results. It works. Okay? They looked at, 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 there was a study in here talking about a volleyball team, and people started screaming to the team, sync up, sync up, sync up, and everybody on the volleyball team had this training. And they said by the end of the game, after everybody synced up with this so social heart coherence, they had the highest scoring game they've ever had before. They talk about how it's beneficial to families and to business partnerships and relationships. It just gets everybody in sync. Have you ever had a, been a part of a team where everybody just seems to be on the same page? Or a spouse or a significant other where you're finishing each other's thoughts and sentences because you're resonating on the same frequency. This is possible. It's not exciting in this, a sense of, I'm going to go grab my weapons and go fight the good fight. But it's a different kind of satisfaction that comes from it. There's no need for revenge. And what I'm saying is, this is the good, okay? I'm not a fear mongerer. I'm going to talk about the scary stuff now, but now I, you shouldn't be afraid because I'm telling you right now, this is your defense. You want to change the world? 
start here. This is where it starts. I've done the fighting. It doesn't make the it doesn't have this impact. Okay? So think about what's on TV. Think about what comes across your news feed. Think about just what you experience every single day. The negativity. Now this energetic field exists. And we're swimming in it. And it influences you. Think about when you put on a song that reminds you of that one really sad time in your life. All of a sudden you want to cry and run the car off the road. Think about when you put on a different song that's happy. That makes reminds you of the good times in life. You're dancing in your car. You're driving faster. You just want to get home and have a good time and party and get the weekend started. It's energy. And it influences you. And I personally came to this understanding. And I talk about it in my free ebook, I Am Human. I had... I, I don't even know. I, I had a... Vision's not the right word because I didn't see anything. I, I call it a download of information because I was trying to understand how this world works, how this universe really works, what's going on. I don't have all the answers. But all of a sudden, all these connections to things I already knew came into focus for me in response to the question I asked. How, wh what is our purpose? What's going on in this world? And one of the things I was shown, you'll read this in the book, <clears throat> excuse me, I had fish at the time. And I realized fish swim in a tank and... I'm trying, at the time I was trying to get them to breed, so I did all this research on how to make my fish breed. Really exciting stuff. And I read that depending on the type of food that you feed them, depending on the temperature of the water, depending on the acidity of the water, can influence how aggressive they are, how calm they are, whether they're going to sleep all day. It can even influence them to mate. And then I thought, well, as above, so below. I don't care what you believe in. Life's all connected. There is a pattern in nature. We are no different, no better, no worse. We are a part of that web of life. So why do we have this belief that we are different from everything else in nature? We are still a part of this earth, of this system of life here. There are things that affect the fish that they aren't aware of. Yet they will become aggressive when they're influenced by it. There are things that affect humanity that we are not aware of. But we have the ability to become aware of it. I'm telling you some of it right here. It's there. The science is now coming out. Knowledge is power if you use it. Now you're aware of this field. Now, once you're aware of it, once you're open to it, start paying attention to your triggers, to your thoughts, to your feelings, to your emotions in every environment. I watch my feelings very carefully. Now, I recognize when a negative feeling is coming in, I can see where it came from, what started it, what triggered it. A lot of times, that gives me the power to shut it down or to avoid those situations because I now understand my triggers. And I can feel the difference when I walk into an environment that's a little bit more toxic for my mood, for my emotions, for my well-being. It's no different than breathing in pollution. You're bathing energetically in pollution. Now you can argue that it's just because we're unaware of it, there's just a toxicity that's forming and it's affecting everybody. That's possible. I think it's by design. 
I think that it's intentional. I cover that more in my research for Food for the Archons. But again, I did a show on Ferguson, Missouri, right when it all popped off, uh, almost a year ago, I guess. I don't even remember when it was, on the ChangeCast with Joel. And one of the things that just stood out for me was they said, we have a verdict. It was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They said, we have a verdict. We're going to announce the verdict at 9 o'clock tonight. What? So they basically said, you've got eight hours to get your guns and get down here and prepare to get violent. Instead of just announcing it right then and there before people could show up and plan and get together, they let that tension build. There's a design behind it. Now, it depends on how deep you want to go with it. What I'm saying is that that energy is a, is a energetic source, a food source for something. Something just beyond our perception. And again, look, when I started talking out about this show, the energy stuff that people can read, there was no evidence of that years ago. I think we're going to get our evidence that there's these things beyond our perception because we can only see a very small fraction of what's in existence anyway. Where it's eventually going to come out that, yes, there are pirate parasites out there that influence. They influence this field because it influences us to then feed the field. Stop feeding the field. I'll look for these links for you. I've gone uh, a little bit longer than I wanted to, but this is uh, this is inspiring for me because when my father died, I felt hopeless. I felt desperate. I felt like, number one, I had an experience when my dad passed. I, I got a glimpse or a, a sensation of something more, and it wasn't good. I felt like we were being fed off of. I saw a, I saw a bigger picture when my father died. That's what spawned all of this. this. This podcast, everything I've done since he's died. I got a glimpse of it. You know, David Icke said, and, and I'm not getting into God here, but David Icke said, you know, billions of people pray to God every day, but the second that someone claims God speaks back to them, we label them as crazy or insane. Paul Rademacher in his book, he was talking about, you know, the people of the Bible talk about all the time, you know, the kingdom of heaven. But now when someone, as much as people study, as much as people pray to God, when someone claims to have glimpsed that kingdom, and again, I'm using religious terms because that's what the authors used. I'm sorry. But when someone claims to have glimpsed that kingdom, they're labeled as loony or as crazy or as a conspiracy theorist or a psychic, which comes with, it comes with a little bit of, in my opinion, discrediting. I don't think it should, but that's the stigma. But now there's this stuff is now becoming measurable. So what I'm saying is when my father passed, I got a glimpse of that other side. And I talk about it a lot more in Food for the Archons. You can start, again, by getting the free book to set the stage for how this builds up, how this is all connected. I want you to understand. That's why the book's free right now. But I glimpsed it, and now here it here it is in front of me. Part of what I was getting. The positive part. The part that has given me hope. If it wasn't for this stuff, I would have no hope. I really... I'd be lost. I was lost until I came across this this information. It was a, a talk by Greg Braden, who's the one that turned me on to this. I was watching one of his uh, his presentations, and it was changed changed my life because I had that negative anger and just a raw hatred. 
And I still suffer from that. I still get angry. I still feel negative. I still fall into depression. But because I'm aware of this stuff, it's easier for me to get through it and find my balance again. And it continues to get easier. And I just imagine if if everyone in your social circle understood this and was willing to try it. Politics wouldn't matter. We'd have no need for wars. This is this is change. And I hope that I hope that you'll share this. If nothing else, I hope that you'll share this and let other people know that there is another option besides a lot of the angry stuff we're seeing. I, I really I really believe that. And that's why I, I keep going. Because believe me, I'm exhausted. And uh, I don't understand why we don't have more attention on these subjects. I really don't. I do, but it's, it's frustrating and disappointing. So I hope that you'll, uh, you'll study this more. Uh, send me your thoughts, your concerns. Send me your criticisms. Because... I don't want to put out bad information. So if I if I do, number one, help me see where I went wrong so I can get the right information out. Don't just be one of those trolls that wants to just hate on me. That's fine too, whatever, I can take it. But let's work together on this. All right, I'm done. I'm, I'm rambling now. I'm starting to whine a little bit. I'm sorry. This is just, this is big. So I'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, again, Check your inboxes each week if you are a subscriber, if you signed up to read I Am Human. You're also signing up for the secret newsletter where you'll get my own personal uh, you know, extras each week talking about not just the content but also the, um, the book and what's going on with it. And uh, you get the updates on the secret podcast. So, all right, that's it. That's all I've got right now. I'm out of time. I'm getting distracted again. So I'm Dennis Nappy with Service of Change. This has been the Secret Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Truth Seekers.